so good to see everybody. Um, my name is Monty. I'm one of the teaching pastors here. So I'm going to be guiding us through this morning. It's going to be a little different. I'll tell you something about that in just a second. Um, but I want to welcome everybody to Gift Connection Sunday. And if it feels like I'm like you know, erratic or something like spastic, it's okay. We're just moving fast. We got a lot to do this morning, but we are so excited as a staff team about today. Um, this Sunday is actually the culmination of a year-long emphasis on uh, cultivating our spiritual gifts. We talk about connecting inward with our gifting. And so today, we're going to take some action on that and uh, move forward. If you're a guest with us, we're so glad that you're here. You may feel like, oh my gosh, I picked the wrong Sunday. You know what? I, here's what I thought about. I actually thought about those moments when Jesus was looking at one of his disciples for the very first time and he said, follow me. And what do you think that felt like? He might have said, I think I'm in the wrong place. Like, really? Um, but what we're talking about today is all about following Christ. This is as core to that as anything that we do. So uh, if, you're, if you're a guest, we're glad that you're here. We don't do this every Sunday, but this is going to be a great Sunday, hopefully, to encourage you in your faith. Um, we want to ask you, if you would, um, at some point this morning, there's a starting point desk out in the lobby. Drop by there. We have a gift for you, and they can answer some of your questions, like, why do you guys do weird stuff like this? Um, but uh, drop in there. They would love to help you get connected with our church. And if you're joining us online, if you'll email us, new at fbcrc.org, we would love to begin a conversation with you and begin connecting that way. So please, please uh, send us um, an email that way. Um, so our format today is going to be out of the norm but we're doing that very much on purpose so that we can um, provide a unique equipping opportunity around our spiritual gifts and the ministry areas of our church. This is going to be very, very practical, but it's all about accomplishing the mission of God at Fellowship Bible Church. Now, just as a reminder, you, remember, you may remember last year in September, we kicked off a year-long emphasis on connecting inward with our gifting. We talked about a season of instruction. Remember that in the fall, we did a series uh, specifically related to spiritual gifts, what they are, how they work, what, what role they have in the body. Then in the spring, we encouraged everyone to uh, enter into a season of discovery. We asked you to take an assessment. How many of you got to take the assessment? Quite a few. Oh, that's awesome. Good. You're going to use that today. But we asked you to begin thinking about how are you gifted, talk to trusted friends, get feedback and encouragement from them. So that was our second season. Now today, we're going to move toward activating our spiritual gifts in ministry. Just again, very practically, we're going to do that. Now, if you're joining us online, we're going to be doing some things on campus here that you won't be able to do, but no worries. Uh, we have a pre-recorded session that's going to fill the morning for you. So you're going to get uh, all of the information that everyone here is getting. You're going to have an opportunity to respond and participate and engage in uh, some area of ministry 
going forward. So uh, we're excited about that. Now, before moving into our breakouts, I want to ask everybody to do something. I want to ask you if you'll pull out your phone. Just grab your smartphone iPhone, Android, both are working online. You guys, this is a, an all-play kind of deal. So everybody grab your phone. And I want you to go to your Realm Connect app. And I know everybody has that on their phone because they want to stay connected with our church, right? That's how we communicate. If you don't have that app for some crazy reason, um, I want you to go to your app store and just put in Realm Connect, and it'll be the first option that comes up in your search menu, and uh, you can download the app. I'm going to have to keep moving. So if you have your app, here's what I want to ask you to do. Open it up, and you should come to your news feed. Is everybody there? This is interactive. Let me hear you. Okay, we're all there. Good. Now, for iPhones, you're going to go down to your lower right-hand corner, and you're going to see the More uh, button. Click there. If you have an Android, you got the hamburger up at the top on the left, the three lines there. Um, click on that. That's going to take you to um, your pro. Your, that's going to take you to a screen where you can find your profile. That's where we're trying to get to is your profile. So you can see there once you click either of those. Go down, click on profile. Now that you're in your profile, I want to ask you to scroll down all the way, and you're going to see an option that says add skills, again, for Apple, or edit skills for Android. I have no idea why they would have two different phrases, but, you know, that's uh, technology, right? How's everybody doing? Are we getting there? Are we, are we to your profile? You got add skills, edit skills. Okay, now you should have a list of skills. So all I want you to do is just scroll down and pick one. When you find one, you go, yeah, I can do that. I want you to click the little box. Just click that box. That's all you're doing. And then I want you to scroll down just a little bit further. Folks online, hang in there. Keep, keep with us here. Scroll down. You should see spiritual gift. All 14 of the gifts that we're talking about today are loaded in that skills list. So go through your spiritual gifts list and pick one of your top three and click on the little box. Everybody got that? Okay, guess what you just did? You updated your profile. I mean, this is a big day. Um, you can do this anytime, by the way. And there's even a place for a picture. I know some of you really want to put your picture in your profile. So you can do that as well. But we're going to use these skills to help communicate with each other places where we can serve effectively in our church. So thank you for doing that. And uh, I want to encourage you to go back maybe later today or this week and look through all of the skills. There's also an option on that uh, profile page where it says add interests. That's a great place to say what are some ministry areas that you might be interested. You could do that there. So update in both of those ways. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. We are going to head into two breakouts. Okay. And these breakouts are designed to give you particular information about your gifting. We have six options. If you'll look up on the screen there, we have six breakouts that you can go to. You're going to pick two. And you can see who's leading those and what gifts they're going to be covering. 
Um, in that session, you're going to hear about the gifts, their definition, and then you're going to hear about some ministry areas that would be great outlets for someone with that gift. All right? That's the purpose of this morning is we're connecting our gifting with our ministry service in the church. Let me run through this very quickly. Um, I'm going to do a session in room 301 on apostleship, leadership, and pastor shepherd. Uh, Brian Hogue, one of our elders, is going to be in room 306 doing exhortation, prophecy, and service. Uh, Miriam Walsh is going to be in 302 with discernment and wisdom. Chad Vinson in 305 with administration or giving and giving. It's, they're going to do both. Um, Benji Baker is doing evangelism and mercy in room 303. And then finally, uh, David Wilkinson, knowledge and teaching in room 304. So what I want to ask you to do right now is to choose two of those six sessions. Decide which ones you're going to go to. You can go to them in whatever order you want to, first or second. But we're going to make our way down the hallway to the back wing in the new area that we've added. And uh, just go to the room number. They're easily marked. Once you go in there, we're going to start the session at 919 sharp, okay? So I'm going to need you to move quickly. Again, for those that are online, your session is going to begin pre-recorded right when we break, and then you just can watch that session all the way through. That will take you through the end of the morning. Is that good, everybody? We got it? Let me pray for us, and then we're going to do some moving around here, okay? Father in heaven... We're so grateful. You are a good father. You give good gifts to your people and you have a work for every one of us to do that contributes to the goodness of your church and the fulfillment of your mission. So Lord, would you be pleased today to speak to every one of us about how you've gifted us and ways that we can use our gifts for your purposes. Uh, we thank you for that. I, I can't think of many prayers you would love to answer more. So, uh, Lord, meet with us today in this unique, uh, in this unique season and uh, guide us. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, everybody. Pick your breakouts and head on down. Hey, for those of you who are joining us online, we're so glad that you're a part of this uh, so that we can experience Gift Connection Sunday as a whole church. Uh, now, you're going to get a, a special treat. You're going to get to hear about all of the gifts from all of our staff, so you don't have to just go to two breakouts. You're going to hear every bit of it. We've condensed all of the material that our staff are sharing and put that into one session. So uh, I think that's going to be great for you. Um, each of our staff are going to be sharing about two or three of the spiritual gifts. Um, they're going to be giving you some insights about why each of those gifts really matter to the mission of our church. And then each of them are going to give you some current ministry examples where those gifts really make a big difference for all that we're doing and uh, all of the ways that those gifts really build up the church. So uh, as a result, you're going to get to hear about all of the gifts, 
all of the definitions and uh, all of the ways that those gifts can be used as part of our mission. Now, um, as you know, and this has kind of been ongoing throughout our year of emphasis, um, you're going to get to um, hear about 14 different gifts. Hopefully, you are able to take the assessment. Again, if, if you haven't taken that yet, you still can. Uh, but that gift assessment will give you an idea about those gifts that seem to be most prominent in you. Um, the assessment doesn't define how you're gifted. It just gives you an idea of where you might want to start in exploring your spiritual gifts. Um, but then you can find uh, the list of those gifts at our website. So if you go to our website, we're going to give you some more information about that as well, but click on the red banner. Uh, that will take you to a landing page where there's some documents and uh, all of the gifts are listed with their definitions. So you can find all of that there and uh, that will be something you can go back to again and again and utilize that information as you're processing all that you're going to hear this morning. Now, in my session, I'm going to be addressing three of the spiritual gifts, uh, apostleship, leadership, and then pastor-shepherd. Apostleship, leadership, and pastor-shepherd. So let me start with apostleship. Uh, we define that as an enablement of the Spirit to expand the mission of God by establishing new ministry initiatives. Now, one quick thing about this particular gift, um, there were apostles, as you know, uh, listed in the book of Acts. Those were the, the 12 disciples, and Jesus set them up as apostles to establish the church from its very beginning. We're not talking about that with this gift, although those, were, those guys were all gifted with this gift. Um, we're talking about an enablement of the Spirit today where new initiatives are taking place. So when you hear the word apostleship, uh, one thing you might think of is the word pioneer. Um, you could think about people um, who move into uncharted territory and establish gospel-grounded presence with of which others will ultimately expand. Um, church planters, that's a great example of someone with the gift of apostleship. They go into an area, they establish a new work, and uh, then others are kind of brought into that ministry to help it grow. But it, it usually begins with someone who has the gift of apostleship. Within our church, um, one area you might think about, uh, within our community groups, um, Chad uh, is really working toward having mission coordinators. We've actually always had a desire for our community groups to serve in ministry together uh, in missional ways. And so we want to have some people who are coordinators around taking those small groups and taking them into areas, maybe new areas, new frontiers of ministry, and helping them coordinate uh, a gospel-grounded presence in those places. So that might be a great uh, connection for someone with the gift of apostleship. Secondly, the second gift I have is leadership. Leadership. And that is an enablement of the Spirit to equip and mobilize Christ's followers 
for the great for the greater maturity and fruitfulness uh, of gospel ambassadors. So um, people with this gift provide overall direction to the intentions and potential of groups within the community of faith. They often have a strategic sense of long-term priorities and short-term activities. So a lot of times we're all looking for someone to point the way. And that might be in a specific ministry area or it might be church-wide. But uh, either way, someone who would give that direction would likely have the gift of leadership. Specifically in our church, you might think about in our children's ministry, uh, there's a borough coordinator, a borough coordinator. They work very closely with Carrie Henry, our children's pastor, to provide leadership to the overall ministry that we have at our church to children in the nursery all the way up to sixth grade. So those coordinators are providing leadership kind of at every level, in every place, in classrooms, and power-up, and communications with our parents. All of that, those coordinators are really working together as a team to provide leadership to our children's ministry. So that's a great illustration of where those gifts make a huge difference. Then lastly, this pastor-shepherd gift. We define that as an enablement of the Spirit to nurture and protect the spiritual well-being of those in their care within the community of faith. Um, Someone with this gift um, tends to be drawn to needs for spiritual formation. Now, that's a really big idea. There's a lot there. But uh, these folks are just really great at helping people grow and mature in their walk with Christ and their involvement in the mission. Uh, These people thrive helping God's people take next right steps in their journey of faith. And and when you hear Pastor Shepherd, that just makes sense. Those are cultivating kinds of gifts. And uh, few places uh, demonstrate this gift more than in small group leadership. And we've got so many different places within our church where small group leadership really comes into play. I mean, literally... In children's ministry, student ministry, community groups, men's and women's ministries, uh, really across the boards. Lots of small groups meeting and all of them in need of leadership like this. Now as you listen to the rest of the gifts this morning, just following right after me, I want to ask you to begin praying and thinking about two ministry areas Uh, you would like to learn more about as an outlet for the gifts that you have discovered for yourself. Um, You're not making any kind of commitments. You're simply saying, I wonder where I might be able to use these gifts that God has given me. Begin thinking and praying about that as you listen to the rest of our staff. And then I'll be back at the conclusion of the morning to give you some guidance about how you can communicate to us what you believe uh, is your next right step in response to Gift Connection Sunday. So glad that you're here. Hi, I'm Miriam Walsh. I am the women's ministry pastor here at Fellowship Bible Church, and it's exciting to talk to you today about two spiritual gifts. 
one being discernment and the other being wisdom. Let's tackle discernment first. Discernment is that gift that is an enablement of the spirit to be able to distinguish between the influence of God, the world, our flesh, and Satan. This is that person that walks into a room and we know immediately because this person can read a room. They can not only read a person, they can read an environment and a situation. They can understand things that aren't written down. They can feel that there's tension in the room or that something isn't right. These are individuals who have the ability to discern or judge or um, appraise a person or a situation in a way that helps uh, us move toward fruitfulness. How is that lived out? Well, I like to think of it this way. Um, you've seen a sifter. This is something that you can use in the kitchen, but really it's a tool you can use anywhere. If you've ever lost anything in the dirt, you know that if you put the dirt in here and maybe you lost a ring or, or something special and you shake the dirt and the dirt falls away and you're left with the treasure. That is what a person with discernment can do. They can sift, they can separate the truth from the error. They can separate what's good from what's bad. When we think of scripture, we think of one of my favorite stories, and that's the story of Abigail. Do you remember this from 1 Samuel chapter 25? David has requested that this wealthy landowner uh, give his men some food, and Abigail is the wife of the landowner, and Abigail is described in scripture as being discerning and beautiful, and I love that it's in that order. She is asked, uh, she is told that her husband has refused David's offer. Well, as a discerning woman, she knew that this could mean death for them, and so quick thinking, she grabs food, and she hops on her horse, and she goes and meets David and at the mountain to plead for their lives and to construct this beautifully crafted argument that says she does not want their blood on David's hands as one who is um, just a, a son of the Most High King. So we know that discernment does uh, save people, and we need those people in our body. So if discernment's your gift, we would love for you to engage here at Fellowship. And it's a versatile gift, so it has many applications in almost all ministry areas. Let's look now at wisdom. Wisdom is a gift that is the enablement of the spirit to help people have um, understand, understand things and know what truth is. And this is something that enables a response of, of holiness and worship to rise up out of people. This is an individual that speaks to the life of an individual or a specific situation with great understanding and a righteous perspective. Oh, we need these people. And the way this gets lived out here at Fellowship, I like to think of it as um, these glasses here. This would be a great representation of wisdom. Without them, everything is confusing to me. It's blurry. It's unclear. And I might harm myself because of something that I cannot see. When a person with wisdom walks into the room and looks at something, they have great clarity. And because of this clarity, they are able to expose blind spots and they're able to see something for what it really is. This is a person with wisdom. They can help us move in a direction that is God glorifying and that is a path of fruitfulness. 
in scripture, of course, who do we think of when we think of wisdom? Yes, absolutely. We think of King Solomon. He was the wisest man who ever lived. And we think of the story in 1 Kings chapter 2, where two women come to him and claim that this one baby is theirs. Well, of course, that's an impossible situation that they both gave birth to the same baby. So what happens? One says, I want the baby, the baby's mine. And the other one says, I want the child, the child's mine. So he says, bring me a sword in a very dramatic moment of scripture. And the sword is brought to him and he says, I will cut the child in two and one half will be given to one woman and the other half to the other woman. Well, of course, one woman rises up immediately and says, no, do not harm the child. And when that happens, he now knows the identity of the true mother. That's wisdom lived out. This is somebody who's able to cut through what's confusing and give great clarity. So what ministry area would this fit in? Well, almost anything. It's a very versatile gift as well. And so we would love for any ministry team uh, to be availed of your wisdom. So we would love for you to plug in here at FBC and uh, know that your gifts will be put to beautiful use. Well, I'm Chad Vincent. I'm the community group pastor here at Fellowship Bible Church. Uh, I was talking about gifting and, and uh, Gift Connect. I have two gifts I want to talk about. Um, one, the first one will be admin, administration, and the second one is going to be giving. As we first talk about admin, let's define what we mean by administration. So the gift of administration is an enablement of the Spirit to organize, to direct, and implement a group of people in the various missions of the church. So as we look at admin, let's talk about the definition of organize, direct, and implement. As you can see, it's a task-oriented role. And so to talk about task, the vision here is thinking about like a puzzle. As you look at a puzzle and you look at a box and you put a puzzle together piece by piece, what administration gift does, it sees how each role plays collectively into the whole puzzle. So what it does, each piece of that puzzle shows you and demonstrates a role that the whole picture is going to display. So if you have the gift for admin, the beauty you bring to the table is you have the gift of seeing how all the pieces paint a picture and put together in this puzzle a beautiful picture and description of what's going on. So that's the gift of admin, administration. So how it looks here at Fellowship Bible Church, you can think of it like this, a coordinator role. And so a coordinator role could be like our, our safety team coordinator for FSM, uh, child care coordinator for FSM. And so what you're going to do is you're going to make sure that task of people, remember, organizing people, organizing direction of people, and organizing implementation of that, that on Sunday night as kids gather here at FSM, they're going to have an opportunity to be safe. They're going to have an opportunity to take their, their, the leaders of the kids will be taken care of. And so you see the bigger picture, and you're playing a small role behind the scenes, but you're seeing how each piece plays together to form a beautiful picture. And so that's the beauty of the admin gift. So the second gift I want to look at is the gift of giving. Let me define what the gift of giving is. The gift of giving is an enablement of the Spirit to generously provide for others through their time, their talent, and their treasure to advance the kingdom of God. And those are three things I mentioned, through their time, their talent, and their treasure. 
And as we think about what that looks like and what that will mean, implementing that into how that serves, let me tell you about a little bit about my, my story. And so growing up, I always thought giving was like that 10%. You probably hear about a lot. Like give that 10%. And it always kind of related to money. And yes, that's part of it, but I never thought about giving the context of man. Giving is, as Corinthians tells us, it's, it's a willingness. It's not a compulsion. It's a, it's a generous, it's a cheerful deal. And so you're not obligated. And so when you're in your sweet spot in this gift, you're going to just look for ways where you come alive. Like it makes you smile. Like it, it, it brings you uh, encouragement. And so for me, for example, one of my gifts is a gift of uh, shepherding. And so what I love to do and give my time to is I love meeting with people. I love processing with people. I love to encourage people. I love to cast vision. I love to be with them in the heart of life and also the good of life to celebrate and also to, uh, to weep with them. And so that, that gives me an encouragement to walk away from people. So just relational context. So as you think about your gift and giving, it's a, it's a variety of ways it can be displayed in different ministries, but it's really key because it, it relates to all things. And so for me, as I said, with my gift, it would be, it would be that shepherding role. For you, it might be something totally different, but think about in the lines of, man, when I think about roles and serving here at Fellowship, what makes me come alive in terms of giving? Is it meeting a need tangibly with cash? Is it meeting a need personally with people? And so that's the gift of, uh, of giving in the sense of my time. Is it my treasure? I just talk about my cash. Or is it maybe the last part is, is, is my time? And so that's how it all kind of relates into to giving time, talent, and then treasure. Hey, my name is Benji Baker, and I'm the student pastor here at Fellowship, and um, I'm getting to share with you about the spiritual gifts of mercy and evangelism, and I'm going to start with the gift of mercy. Uh, that's kind of fun for me to, to share because that's one of my top gifts. Um, so the definition for the gift of mercy is an enablement of the Spirit to love and help those who are suffering with patience and perseverance until their burdens are lifted. And so the gift of mercy is this, is this really cool gift where the Spirit really prompts you to see a need and, and meet that need in the body. Uh, one good example from Scripture is, uh, you're very familiar probably with the, the, the Good Samaritan, Luke 10. Um, in, the, in that picture, what you see is this, this person who's been stranded on this road, left for dead. And the Good Samaritan basically, you know, has compassion, exceeds his need, and, and he actually stops and helps this person you know, uh, helps with, with the wounds, puts them on his animal, takes them to get him help, and then leaves money behind um, and promises to pay for whatever that person needs um, until, they, to, until they have full health again. And so that's a beautiful picture of, of this gift is that, you know, you really see something and you want to help with this person in suffering until they are completely better. Um, and so just imagine, like, how important this is in a church um, because, uh, you know, there's so many people who are suffering in the church, you know, cancer and death and disease. There's just so many broken things. And so if, if the people in the church don't use this gift, many times we might miss these, you know, people that are hurting. Um, but what, what this person does, they can see these needs and then they, they really help others see the needs. And, and then together they can help meet these, these needs and, and just serve. Um, one example in our actual church is, um, is a ministry called Stepping Stones. And Stepping Stones helps of homeless women and children. And so this is a great place where this, this gift of mercy is, man, you would just, you could thrive in that. And you get to help really, uh, you know, these, these families who are in a really desperate situation. So you come alongside them and really just care for them. And so that's a great example of how you can use this gifting in our church. 
Uh, the next gifting uh, that I want to talk to you about is evangelism. And the definition for evangelism is an enablement of the Spirit to clearly and effectively communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ and to equip others to do the same. And so the, the person, we're all called to do evangelism, but with this gifting, this person seems to be able to really clearly and effectively communicate uh, the hope of Jesus. And many times people, it seems like they come to Christ and it makes sense to them as this person shares uh, the gospel with these people. An example of this um, in the scriptures is um, if you look at Acts 8, uh, Philip uh, there's this one scene where he's, um, you know, he's at a mark and he's, he's sharing the, the hope of Jesus. And all of a sudden this crowd starts getting, getting around him and they start to listen. And um, incredible things start to happen as he's sharing. And as people believe, it says there's great joy that came to that city. And so that's part of the gift of, of, of evangelism is you bring good news to places that desperately need good news. Um, also, if you, at the end of Acts 8, you see where uh, the Holy Spirit prompts Philip to, to go to, uh, to this specific person. And it's a really cool story. You need to read it. But basically, like, uh, this person's reading this little thing from Isaiah and doesn't understand. And so Philip, you know, shares, shares it's about Jesus and, and points him to the, to the gospel. And this person comes to faith. And so, again, the Holy Spirit many times will, will show the uh, person has this gift, very specific people that need to hear the gospel. And they'll go to them and share it. Um, this is so important in the church because one thing as a church is that's one of our callings is to go and, you know, share the hope of Jesus to our lost and broken world. And so, um, this person, uh, really, you know, uh, does this naturally, you know, supernaturally through the Holy Spirit. They do this all the time and they help really encourage other people in the body to do this. This person is really, really gifted to it. Also equipping and encouraging other peoples to share the gospel because, you know, a lot of times they'll just say, Hey, you come with me as we do this. And so, again, this person really motivates and, and helps the, the church really stay on mission and uh, share Jesus with, uh, with those that don't know Jesus. Uh, one example of uh, a place in our church where you can use this gifting is really in any of our small group roles in next generation. So children's uh, ministry, college ministry, uh, student ministry, uh, because that's an age where many, many students are, and, and children are learning about Jesus for the first time. And this person's gift just comes alive there because uh, they can clearly and effectively share the gospel. And then many of these people, as they come to faith, they want to share Jesus with their lost friends. And so that's a great place to serve because you get to help equip uh, these, these people who've come to Christ to share it with their friends. And so that's just an example of how it can be used in our church. Hey, Fellowship, my name's Kevin Perry. I'm the worship arts pastor here, and I get to give you a brief overview of three gifts, um, the gift of exhortation, the gift of prophecy, and the gift of service, starting with the gift of exhortation, uh, defined as this, an enablement of the Spirit through spoken word to strengthen and encourage people in their faith. Maybe you have or have had people in your life that, you know, just spending time with them in conversation, you just often walk away just encouraged, just strengthened in your faith and, and bolstered in your faith and, and stirred to walk the walk of faith. Um, you just know spending time with them that, that that's just, it's always encouraging time together. I mean, in one sense, as far as ministry in the church, wouldn't it be great? I mean, any ministry would love lots of people with the gift of exhortation running around because I bet uh, most, most of us would say we're just not, we don't have an overabundance and oversupply of encouragement, you know, that we've had too much encouragement in life, but love this gift. One particular way this, that people with the gift of exhortation could be used at our church is in small group leadership, leading other people. I mean, because what a blessing it would be, right? What a blessing it would be 
to have people with the gift of exhortation leading our children in small groups, our teens in small groups, our community groups, leading other people and encouraging them and strengthening them in their faith. We love that. Uh, The next gift uh, is sort of a a sibling to exhortation. Lots of overlap here, uh, but it's the gift of prophecy, the gift of prophecy. Probably uh, on on the end of the spectrum of maybe the more misunderstood gifts, um, the word gets thrown around a lot. And some of our fantastical epic stories like Star Wars or uh, Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, you hear this word a lot. And maybe that kind of skews our definition of what the Bible's talking about for the gift of prophecy in the church. Uh, but, but here's our working definition of prophecy from this assessment. It's an enablement of the Spirit to deliver messages of exhortation. There's that overlap. Correction, future insight, comfort, or revelation to build the body of Christ. Now, lots of complexities and nuances here that don't have time to dive into in this overview. I encourage you to go back and look at, at either our regifting series or even our, our First Corinthians series uh, that we did that dives down into this a little deeper. But this much we know. Uh, Paul emphasized this gift in a really unique way in, in 1 Corinthians 14. He said, pursue love, earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Now, that, only, that makes sense with our definition in a way that we would all strive for this in some sense because this is a gift that has a lot of broad application in the church, a lot of roles where this gift could flourish. But in a sense, this is what the whole church should be about on some level. Because really, think about it. Where would the church be if not, if not grounded in the word of God, that the people of God filled with the spirit of God are, are often offering correction, uh, and exhortation, and insight, and comfort, and and revealing the Spirit of God to one another, uh, among one another, Uh, if that's not happening in the church, I mean, where would we be? We're like a a car with no engine at that point. So this is something for all the church to desire, but you know, there are some uniquely gifted individuals uh, with this gift. I think a lot of times uh, great Christian authors, or even artists, have prophetic giftings. Uh, preachers, great preachers have prophetic gifting quite often. I, I love that I read where John Piper said he prays for the gift of prophecy more than just about anything else when he gets up to speak to people because he wants to speak words of exhortation and correction and future insight and comfort and revelation to the body of the Christ, to, to the body of Christ, the spirit of God working and speaking through him for that. So that's the gift of prophecy. Lastly, we get the gift of service. Now this, this is a little more self-explanatory. Our, our definition is this, an enablement of the spirit to offer an act of service done in love that edifies the community. Whereas some gifts like the first two I covered, prophecy and exhortation are speaking gifts. This is a task gift. It's serving. And, and boy, this is the lifeblood of the church. If, if you have the gift of service, if you have the gift of service, any ministry in this church is, is, is a place for you to plug in and serve. In fact, ministry leaders are just waiting for you to walk through the door or send them an email or reach out to them. I mean, you could have a place of service tomorrow. It's such a, such a, a beautiful place of service in the body of Christ. And I love that the definition here has love in it. It's an act of service done in love where the emphasis is on the other. It, it's, it's me loving the other. It's me taking on the burden and the act of service so that someone else can be blessed and flourish. In my area of ministry, that is uh, pictured 
beautifully by a, a group of men and women who serve on our audio video team on Sunday morning in the auditorium. Uh, these are men and women who get together before anybody else gets here. They stay longer than anyone else stays. And their whole uh, purpose is to serve the body of Christ by enabling the audio video aspects of our worship gathering so that others can come and be blessed, stirred in their faith, and that the body may be built. So that's the act of service in our, in our church. Lots of opportunity for you if you are gifted in places of service. Hello, fellowship. I'm David Wilkinson, and I'm the director of communications. And I have the privilege of talking to you kind of here at the end about my particular gifts and my breakout session. Uh, I just want you to know how excited I am. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for me as well. When I took my own spiritual gifts test, I found out that mercy was my number one. I was not surprised by that, but that has been very, very helpful to me. Um, and so what I want to tell you is that with the 14 gifts that we are going to be applying here at Fellowship, there's two in my breakout session that I kind of want to cover with you at this time. The first one is the gift of knowledge. And what I want you to know about that, first of all, is this is a versatile gift that has application in most ministry areas. So it is not necessarily role-specific, um, but the gift of knowledge, here's the definition that I'd like to give you. It is an enablement of the Spirit to apply relevant biblical clarity, providing guidance for navigating particular life circumstances. So let me say that again. The definition for the gift of knowledge here is an enablement of the Spirit to apply relevant biblical clarity, providing guidance for navigating particular life circumstances. And so here's kind of what I would like to say about that. This is kind of my vision statement for this. Where would we be as a body if the gift of knowledge is not being applied? Where, where would we be as a body when it comes to navigating our particular life circumstances, which are distinct, each one of us? Where would we be if we had no one who was able to rise up in the body to be able to have the gift of knowledge to speak into that? Without that accountability, where would we be? Okay, so let me give you a ministry role example now for the gift of knowledge. This is just one of many possibilities, but here's a particular ministry role example. Community group leader. Now that's going to be on Chad Vincent's team. Uh, which is called the CGL team, community group leader team. So the community group leader, that is just one ministry role example that we are trying to connect specifically to the gift of knowledge. Let me move on into my second gift that I want to talk to you about, and that is the gift of teaching. Now, the gift of teaching, as we define that here, is it's an enablement of the Spirit to explain the meaning and significance of specific biblical content. And I'll say it again. The definition for the gift of teaching, as we're defining it here, is an enablement of the Spirit to explain the meaning and significance of specific biblical content. And uh, the vision that I would like to kind of cast for this is, I want you to kind of think about this as, what would God, what, is, what do we think God would have to say about a church operating with the gift of teaching, the importance of that. How essential is it for us to have clarity around specific biblical content? 
you know, as a church, the, there is basically one source by which we are trying to adhere to wisdom, and it comes from the Bible. So to have people in our body with the gift of teaching, the importance of that is immeasurable. It's extremely meaningful. It definitely matters. Um, and so the gift of teaching and a role example that I would like to give to you for that, this is a, again, this is just one of many ministry role examples that we are trying to connect to our gifts. But for the gift of teaching, the ministry role example that we're attaching at this time is a power-up teacher-storyteller. That's one very specific role, power-up teacher-storyteller. And that's on Carrie's team, Carrie Henry's team for FCM, Fellowship Children's Ministry. All right, Fellowship. So by now, you've listened to all of our different breakout leaders, and we've covered a variety of gifts. We've talked about apostleship, leadership, pastor, shepherd, exhortation, prophecy, service, discernment, wisdom, administration, giving, evangelism, mercy, knowledge, and teaching. So we've covered all of that in these breakouts. You've heard our vision. You've heard ministry role examples that are options for you. Here's what I really want to say to you. Here's what I want to say at the end of my time. We don't want you to feel overwhelmed. There is no race to this. There is no rush to get you into the exact right spot. All this is, is the beginning of a conversation. That's all it is. We just want you to be open to thinking about how you can step into who you are. All right, some final thoughts from Monty Waldron now. Enjoy. Well, we hope you've had an encouraging morning. Um, I tell you what, our staff has had a great time preparing for this weekend. And more than anything, we want everyone to know that God gives good gifts to all of his people for the purpose of building up his church so that the world can be reached with the gospel. Now, here's what that means. That means that you have a beautiful part to play in the redemptive plan of God. And we want to help you find out where your gifts can flourish in ministry. So as a next step, we want to hear from you. Uh, we are assuming that if God gifted you, that he will surely show you how you're gifted and he'll also show you where your gift can really make a difference. So we have a communication card located on our website, uh, and you can use that to let us know how the Lord is leading you to move forward in this process. Um, if you'll go to our website, fbcrc.org, and then click on the red banner at the top of the page, that will take you to our gift connection landing page. And once you're there, you'll see a digital card at the top of that page. If you'll click on that, you can fill it out, and that'll be your way of letting us know what kind of next steps we can take together. Now, here's the information that's going to be on that card. First of all, just basic contact information so that a staff person or ministry leader can reach you. Secondly, we would love to know if you're already serving in, uh, in some area of ministry. So if you'll just indicate that, um, that's helping us kind of know where everyone's serving, first of all. But secondly, uh, it just encourages us. We're so grateful that you're already using your gifts in ministry. And then finally, we want to ask everybody to select two areas of ministry that they would just like to learn more about. 
on that gift connection page, you're going to see the list of all of the ministry areas that we currently have in our church, along with the people that are leading those ministries. And uh, if you'll just look through those, think about all that you've heard this morning uh, in terms of gifting and ministry roles, and then look at that list and just choose two and write those into that card and uh, let us know. And then the staff person or ministry leader that's uh, over either of those areas, they're going to reach back out to you to set up a time to talk, to begin that conversation. Now, please know this card is not a commitment to joining an area of ministry. All you're doing is initiating a conversation, and uh, we're trusting that that conversation will be really helpful for you as you find a place to serve in our church. Um, Our hope and prayer is that everyone can find a meaningful place to use their gifts. And we look forward to seeking that out with you in uh, the weeks ahead. In the meantime, would you pray with us that God would guide us as a church family into widespread redemptive influence throughout our city and beyond? Uh, We are so looking forward to a great year of ministry. We're kicking off that new year uh, with Vision Sunday, September 12th. So hopefully you'll be with us as a part of that. But until then, I hope you have a great day with your family. And thank you for joining us this morning. We look forward to talking with you in the days ahead. And uh, we look forward to worshiping with you next Sunday.